All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Coaches Cup. And welcome to my guest coach, Carla Motes. Carla, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you, Sonia, for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Carla Motes. I am a life and business coach, and I work with women mostly over 45 who feel stuck um, in their life or their career and their business. And I, I help them get unstuck and accomplish big things. Yeah. Thank you for having me today. And Carla and I met, um, I guess we're going on a couple of years ago in No BS, right? You joined April 2019 in that? I joined in April of 2019. So I'm going on, in fact, next week will be my, my two-year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. So so that's that's fun too. But today we're going to talk about how to achieve any goal. Um, and I think this is something that's that's near and dear to your heart because you have had several goals that that you've been working on. You've had some fitness goals, some weight loss goals, some business goals, um, as we all have. <laughs> but I think that's why one of the reasons this topic was was special to you, right? Yes, and I, I coach a lot. A lot of the clients that come to me, um, you know, that's often why they're coming to me. Is they have some type of goal. Um, it could be weight loss. Um, it could be a business goal, um, career goal, um, and they they're just not sure how to accomplish it. Or maybe they don't have a goal. You know, their kids are leaving the house, and they're like, you know, what's yeah. next? And you know, they maybe set a goal, and and then what happens is they get goal burnout, which is you know. Really frequent. I mean, people, you know, especially the first of the year, people set their New Year's resolutions. And, you know, it's kind of a joke when you go into the gym, the gym gets yeah. really busy <laughs> for about three or four weeks. And then around Valentine's Day, um, the gyms clear out because people have, have burnt out or they've just, they lost their motivation. Um, so I really like to, I think there's a processes and things that you can do that really aren't part of the mainstream education around goals that are really critical to actually achieving what you want to achieve. Yeah, well, let's let's jump right in. We're going to give for listeners, if you're taking notes, we're going to give you four steps today on how to achieve any goal. So the step first step is you have to believe it, that you can achieve it, right? Yeah, I think that's I think that's critical um, because if you don't believe in your goal um, and I'm, I'm assuming that your listeners that follow you know that ultimately what you think is what drives your your how you, how you feel, which drives how you show up in life and ultimately create your own results. So, you know, really put your, put your goal in your result line and you have to believe that you're going to reach your goal. And I think, um, I see this a lot, you know, I do a lot of weight loss coaching. Um, I see this a lot with people who have weight loss goals is I don't really think, you know, I've tried so many diets before yeah, um, and I've never really, or I reach my goal, but I can't keep it. Right. Um, and, but if you don't believe in your goal, if you don't believe in your goal, who will? And so the very first thing you have to do is have your own back and, you know, believe that, believe that you're going to do it and think about, you know, whatever your goal is, you know, um, if your goal is to build a, you know, $100,000 a year business, what do you need to believe each day um, that week to make that goal a reality? So it's really about managing your mind because that is what on the days that, you have a setback or the days, you know, if you're running, maybe your goal's running and the days you wake up and it's, you know, it's raining outside. You really don't want to go run though. You know, that belief in yourself is what keeps you going. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, um, that I, we've talked about before, um, Judith and I on the podcast, I think, and that I talk about in coaching is that people set a, a timeline for their goal. And if, you know, if it's getting close to the timeline and they haven't reached it, or it looks like they're not going to reach it, then many times they'll just drop the goal. But you should never drop your belief that you can get there. Yeah. I mean, the time, the timeline is just an arbitrary thing that you said. I've been a member of no BS for two years. And honestly, if anybody had told me um, when I joined OBS that I, two years later, I still wouldn't be at my goal weight. I would have, I would have probably been discouraged. Um, but I'm still keep showing up. I keep, you know, you keep at it. Your timeline is just an arbitrary, const- arbitrary time construct that we have. And, yeah. and often I will hear, you know, people who say maybe they may have set a weight loss goal that I'm going to lose 30 pounds in three months. And so they get to say the two month mark and they know they've lost weight, but they're not, they know that realistically, they're probably not going to hit 30 pounds. Maybe they've lost 10 they're not going to lose 20 pounds in a month. They're like, well, maybe I should just change my goal and make it 20 pounds. And I always advocate, don't change your goal, change your timeline. Yes. Because your goal is still 30 pounds. Um, and it doesn't really matter, you know, when you get there. Um, one of the things I'll often ask clients when they're, you know, they're struggling with this, you know, that I'm making progress, but I'm not making progress at the pace that I'd like, whether it be a running goal or a business goal is imagine that you were already at that goal, your future self. Yeah. What would your future self tell you now? Your, your future self isn't going to care. Mm-mm. Future self isn't, you know, my future self, when I'm at my goal weight, isn't going to look back and say, um, you know, you took too long to get there. Yeah. Your future self is, is going to pat me on the back for, for continuing to show up not giving up um, and continue to have my back. So ask yourself, you know, what would your future self say, um, say to you right now? But yeah, I always advocate extend your timeline. Don't change your, don't change the goal itself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, I I think that's so critical Um, because where, if you do just drop your goal, if you do, if you do drop that belief, where are you going to be, you know, two years from now? All right. And, and developing that belief in yourself is, it's not just about that goal. It's a core, no. uh, I, I, it just transforms yourself in so many other ways. The fact that I haven't given up on my weight loss goal, mm-hmm. um, even though I may not be achieving it at the pace I want, um, it just, it translates in, in so many other areas in my life because I have other goals like you know, my business. And it's once you start to have that belief in yourself and that self-confidence mm-hmm. that one way or the other, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, it just transforms into other aspects of your life. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. So the second step to achieving your goal is to know your why. And it's not just one why. We, I think both of us advocate for coming up with quite a few of them. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah. I usually, one of the things I do myself and I also do with my clients is, um, you know, brainstorm a list of at least 20 whys, um, 30 whys. I actually think it's a good idea then to journal on them. Um, I yeah. actually got that coaching myself um, once. I was working with somebody. They're like, I want you to go about 30 whys. And then every day for the next month, I want you to journal on that why. Because it, that journaling exercise by itself brings up a lot of new whys. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think the why, why is it important in the context of real life? Um, and again, 
people say, I want to lose weight. When you want to lose weight is I want to be healthier. Well, what does healthy look like to you? What does that mean? Um, and don't judge your wise. Um, you can have, <laughs> um, I think people do that a lot. Um, they do. They're, like, they're like, well, you know, and I even see that in the business space. Well, money's not the most important thing to me. Yeah. And they, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't like to put the money sometimes as the number one, you know, as, as yeah. one of their goals because they're like, well, you know, I'm doing this for other reasons. I want to spend time with my kids or whatever, but don't judge your wives because every wife serves a, you know, serves a different purpose. Um, and that way too, you know, because what the why does is on a day that you're not feeling well, um, on a day where you're, you're not really feeling motivated, mm-hmm. um, on a day where maybe you've had some setbacks and again, let's use weight loss as an example, on a week that your scale went up a little bit, yeah, um, it's easy to, you know, fall into some old habits and that why keeps you grounded and it lets you say, okay, you know, it's, it's just a blip on the radar um, and it keeps you, it keeps you showing up for yourself. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, have, have a, have a lot of whys and don't judge your whys <laughs> and really um, think about why it matters in the context of your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. That people have this idea that the, that their wives have to be so noble. You know, if, if I want to make a lot of money, it's so I can help out, you know, give to some charity or something like that. And that's wonderful. I don't want to cut that down. Uh, it's wonderful to want to lose weight for your health. But there's also nothing wrong with having a few shallow whys in there, you know. Yeah, one of one of my whys is a nice car, or I want to, you know, go on a trip. Yeah, one of my whys is I want to be able to go into any boutique clothing store Mm -hmm. and not have to wonder if they carry my size. Yeah. Um, And you know, because you know, um, if you've if you're overweight, that's something you get used to. Is okay, go into the store. Well, do they carry, you know? Do they yeah. carry size plus size or do they carry size 14s or whatever? I want to be able right. to go in any store. Um, and I did, I judged that, I judged that for, you know, for a while. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just something, you know, I want to be able to walk in any store. I want to be able to go shopping with friends mm-hmm. and not have to take them to a different store to shop for me. Yeah. So, yeah. so have them all, list them all. And, you know, if to come up with 20 or 30, a few of them are ha- going to have to be shallow, I think. <laughs> they can't yeah, all be yeah. noble you can do the five whys too. Um, so why do you want to, why do you want to create a business? Um, because I want to be able to leave my corporate job. Or why do you want to be able to leave your corporate job? Right. Um, because I want to be location independent. Why do you want to be location independent? Um, I'm kind of going through my own examples, yeah. um, but just keep asking yourself why five times mm-hmm. um, and you'll have your 20 reasons. Down. Yeah. yeah. You'll have your 20 reasons in no time. Yeah. So. All right. So, Point three is that you want to, you've already, you've already talked a little bit about the future me, future you, uh, and what she's going to say to us and why that's important in belief. But point three is that the transformation happens along the journey, not at the end. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the biggest mistakes or misnomers about goals is people think when they get to the goal, that's, what's going to make them happy. Um, and it's not, that's not, it's the, the, you, you step into your future identity. A lot of times when I'm, you know, working with clients and I can tell that they think that the transformation happens when they get to their goal, whether it's be that they run a 10 K or they've, you know, they've reached their revenue goals or they've reached their weight goal Mm -hmm. is, you know, if I could, snap my fingers and make your goal a reality tomorrow. What's changed? 
and the reality is nothing's really changed. The, the, the change happens um, in the process. The, the goal isn't the, really the goal. The journey is the goal. Yeah. And so I actually, I love future self-work because I think it's really empowering too. Cause again, it, it can, you can, it goes so far beyond just working on any particular goal, but yeah, ask yourself when you're, when you're at that goal, what's different about you? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, what do you do? How does your day look? How do you manage your time? How do you eat? Where do you eat? Where do you shop? Um, you know, um, if you're, you know, your business, what, you know, what, what habits do you have? Yeah. Um, and get detailed um, and do it something, it's something, you know, you try and revisit, you know, at least once a quarter. Um, but I, yeah, I love, you know, future self works. One of my favorite things to do because it's when you have a feel for who you are, it, you didn't ask yourself, what can I do each day to step into that person? Because and again, weight loss, I think, is the conventional thing you can talk about. It's how often do people hit their goal? And then they find that, well, I'm not really any happier now. Yeah. I thought I was going to change everything. I thought, I thought that, you know, the, that the day I stepped on a scale and was 140 pounds, it was going to be transformational. Yeah. That's why so many people actually gain it back. Yeah. Because they haven't really changed the essence of who they are. They haven't changed their identity. They mm-hmm. still often identify as that overweight person. Yeah. And so they, they haven't really changed their habits. They haven't changed how they think of themselves. And that is actually why people tend to regain their weight. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, they've been trying to willpower, especially with weight loss. They've been trying to willpower their way through it. And so they've gotten the weight off, but they don't like anything about the process that they've just gone through. Right. So, um, so once you think about, and you, you kind of get this vision of who your future self is. And some people even name that, you know, mm-hmm. name that future self. Right. Then you can ask yourself each day, what's one thing I can do today to step into that new identity? What's one day I can, what thing I can do today to start to become that, you know, that future self, what, who does that, what does that future self person believe and how can I embody that today? Um, and one of the things they'll find when they do this is that they will, even without reaching the goal, mm-hmm. they will find transformation in their life just from the idea of envisioning who this person is and starting to step into it right um, now. So, yeah, no, I, we, I think we see that a lot. Um, like you said, you see it in weight loss, but uh, I see that with clients that, you know, they see a huge transformation in just how much more they enjoy their daily lives. And, that, I mean, that is better than reaching any end goal, right? Yeah. And, I, and I've definitely seen that in my own journey because like I said, I'm not yeah. at my goal yet, but I, I've been, I've weighed far less than I weigh now, mm-hmm. but I was, I was never happy at that weight. I'm happier now, um, 50, 60 pounds for my goal weight yeah. than I ever was when I, you know, 20 years ago when I was actually at my goal weight because yeah. um, it is, it's just changed how I, you know, how I think about myself, how I talk to myself, um, and just my own, your own, your own self-concept. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, it, it bears repeating too, that, you know, to get yourself in that mindset, you talked about what it takes to, uh, to get into that mindset of transformation. You got to journal, you have to journal about it every day. Um, and I, that's, I push that with my clients a lot. You have to be 
writing about that future self. You have to be writing about those things and practicing them because especially at first, it's much easier to let that habit brain take over and slip back into those old ways of thinking. And you really have to stay on top of it. Yeah. You're basically rewiring your brain, um, especially when it comes to like how it's learned to talk to yourself or talk to it over um, I get, you know, my clients are, you know, typically 45 or over. So they've been talking to this way to themselves, you know, certain way to themselves since they were probably, you know, hit puberty. Yeah. And so you're, you know, you're rewiring yourself. And, and again, in weight loss, you know, there's typically a story that I'm big boned. Um, uh-huh. I, you know, I could lose weight, but I can't keep it off. I just love food, um, things like that. And you, you start to rewire those stories, um, but it does, it takes consistent application of it mm-hmm. to to change those to recondition yeah. um, and rewire your brain is there anything that you that you talk with your clients and work with your clients on other than journaling is there do you do meditation or anything like that I'm not really in much of a meditation person but um like I some of my best thinking time I, I do out in nature you know I I'm a big yeah. hiker so I'll often go out and and even you can like, I call it journaling in your head. I have a very robust internal dialogue. Um, I think maybe it's a matter of having been single for a, many, many years before I had my daughter. Um, so I live by myself and I have a very robust yeah. internal dialogue. It, my mom jokes, it's like, who are you talking to? And I'll kind of be muttering to myself. <laughs> um, so even then I, you know, I get some of my best ideas when I'm out just out in nature. Um, and, um, thinking about um, how you want your, how you want your life to look or closing your, one of the things I'll do a lot of times do with my clients clients is close your eyes. Mm -hmm. And I want you to imagine that you're at your goal. I don't know if that's really meditation, but a lot of visualization work. I want you to imagine your goal. Or I want to, I want you to imagine yourself. You know, I run, um, one of my goals this year is to do a 10 K. I've only done five Ks so far. And, visualize yourself crossing that line Mm -hmm. um, for the 10K. How do you feel? Um, You know, who are you? How are you different? What are you wearing? What's the expression on your face? What's going through your brain right as you do? So I do a lot of visualization work more so than, you know, meditating, but I know meditating, you know, does work for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and, and you can visualization and meditation, they kind of all cross paths. Um, I will tell you, I'm an only child and I talk to myself a lot too. In fact, I, I, I have quite a drive in to work every, you know, every day to school. And I talk to myself on the drive because I'm like, nobody's going to think I'm crazy. They're just going to think I'm on my phone. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the nice things now about phones. Is you put it up <laughs> in your dashboard and people think you're, people think, think that you're, uh, you're talking to the phone. But exactly. yeah, I mean, I've just always had a pretty robust um, pretty robust internal dialogue. Yeah. And, it, and that, so it's been really important to me too, as part of my working on goals is to work on that, you know, cause my internal dialogue at one point wasn't really particularly healthy, you know, oh, it was, absolutely. You know there, was a lot, there would be a lot of shaming and there would be a lot yeah. of negative self-talk and, and that's actually, you know, doing a lot of the belief work mm-hmm. the, um, and a lot of the future self work is I really don't have that anymore. And it, it's been about two years yeah. where I've really rewired and I, you know, I, I don't have those, that negative self-talk. And when I do, I catch it right away. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, That's what I, I will still have it occasionally, but I am on it like that. I I think it's important to know that it's that the negative self-talk itself um, 
isn't the issue. It's Mm -hmm. the issue that you listen to it. So if you can catch it and just say, you know, that's just, that's just, that's just a sentence running through my mind. It's just a story I have. And I get to decide whether or not I give any credence to it. It, It's like, you know, if I'm out running, I hear people say they go out running and somebody, there was somebody posted on, on uh, Facebook today that they were out running and somebody rolled down their window and said, you know, you really need to join Noom. And you're like, you know, if that was me, I'd be thinking, you know, who is this person? Why does their opinion matter? So in the times that you have those negative, that negative self-talk, I have the guy in the same approach, you know, who are you? Why does your opinion, why why does that opinion even matter? You know, who asked for your, you know, who asked for your input? So just realize it's just a thought, you know, that you're having and uh, you get to decide what you want to think. Yeah. Yeah. And just turn that off because we don't know why they felt like they had to say that anyway. (laughs) So the last step is to take massive action. And, you know, a lot of people, they're like, well, I don't, I don't even know what massive action means. What do you mean? It's to even believe is massive action to me. So how do you, how do you coach your, your clients on massive action? To me, massive action is that you're <clears throat> that you're just not giving up. You're you're um, <clears throat> excuse me. You're continuing to tweak what you do. Um, if you did so again, go back to that example where you had the goal of thirty pounds in three months, and you get mm-hmm. to month two, well, you lost ten pounds. Massive action is I'm just going to keep going until I hit my thirty pounds. I'm not going to change my go- my goal. I'm just going to extend the period of my goal. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sitting here. I mean, two years in and I, I'm still doing, I'm still showing up. I'm still, I'm not giving up. Um, so you don't, you don't fail at a goal until you quit trying. Quit. Yes. And so the massive action is just to keep, keep at it. Um, one of the things I like is, um, the evaluation process that says uh-huh. what worked, what didn't work, what are you going to do differently? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's easy to get stuck in a routine and think, well, I've been doing this. I've been trying to lose weight and you know, it, nothing works. Well, when was the last time you really tried something different? When was the last time, you know, you really put something different in the, in the queue for that week? Yeah. And I mean, um, it's, you know, you, you just, you just don't give up and you just keep trying, you just keep trying different things. Yeah. And like I said, I, one of the things I've recently done for just about everything in my life is I, I use that evaluation process. Uh-huh. Um, because a lot of times two people will keep doing the same thing each time. Yeah. Um, if it's not working, try something different, switch things up a little bit, but it's really just a matter of sticking with it. And I think this is where the work on the beliefs becomes really critical mm-hmm. because um, if I had not worked on my belief that, if I just keep showing up, eventually I can get to my, my goal weight. Mm-hmm. I would, I would have given up a long time ago. So really the massive action and the beliefs really go hand in hand, because if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have your own back, if you don't have the self-confidence that you're just going to figure it out, um, you're probably not going to continue to take massive action. There'll be a point in which you'll say, well, why bother? So it's those beliefs um, are just go hand in hand with, with the, with the math, with the massive action. Can you, um, can you give me a specific example of an evaluation like that you've recently done on something and how, how you evaluated it and tweaked it? 
Well, I, I um, actually learned this from Stacy Bayman's um, uh, sales coaching program. Um, and I use it when I do a consult or even when I do a coaching session with a client. Um, what worked in that, you know, because each coaching session is a little different. What, what worked in that coaching session? What tools did I use? What, you know, how did I show up? What, what worked? Um, and then um, what didn't work? Um, so are there, was there, a, were, were we off on the energy? Um, did, you know, I have kind of a list of things that I want to do as a coach. I want to hold space. I want to not have an agenda. Um, I want to actively listen to the client. Um, I want to help her see her thoughts. And so kind of go through that list and say, um, you know, which of those worked, which didn't work. And then what I want to do differently. So I use this for my consults. I use this for um, my coaching sessions and I use it in my weight loss. I actually have my own, um, I plan my food every day mm-hmm. and I have three questions at the end of each day is what worked, what didn't work, what am I going to do differently? And so that what am I going to do differently is a big part of your massive action. Um, it's, you know, so did I eat something that wasn't on my plan? Mm-hmm. Um, so what could I do differently tomorrow that would maybe make it easier to stick to my plan? Or um, did I not sit with an urge? You know, did I just right. satisfy the urge? So what could I do to allow myself to sit with the urge? So, um, but yeah, I use it. I mean, I use it with my daughter. You know, she, she had a test last week that she didn't get the result on that she wanted. And I said, okay, I want you to write down on a, I want you to go down now right now, look at your results. I want you to write, what, what did you do well on the test? What didn't you do well? And knowing what you know now, how are you going to prepare for your next test differently? And it, and, um, yeah, so I use it pretty much everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and That's what a gift, out. you know, to give to young people. I mean, if if we could have had the gift of thought work when we were that age, I think that would have just been, I, I wish that I had had it. because yeah, you know, I, say the same, I say the same thing. I was like, I wish somebody had told it me when I was, I mean, heck, even 14 or 15. Yeah. But certainly when I was 20, 25, that, yes. um, that, the circumstances in life were just neutral. I get to decide what I think about them. Um, and I, I know, you know, we've been, you know, in COVID for, for over a year, my daughter is just going back to school five days a week um, in about a week. Um, and she's done really well. And I think a lot of it has had to do with just things she's absorbed because yeah. she's, she's much better at, I think, picking, you know, deciding what she wants to think, yeah. you know, about, about COVID, about being in remote schooling. So it is a really powerful tool. And yeah, if you can introduce your kids to it, um, you know, I think it's, I think, it, you know, I think it's great. And kids, kids, kids just absorb what's around them. So it's not like I've actually right. sat down to her and taught her the, you know, taught her the model or anything. It's just that she's seen me apply different things or I'll ask her questions like, well, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to think about this, this, your score on the test? Yeah. You know, and, um, but it's a very powerful tool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we always try to leave our listeners with, um, with a little call to action. And so I think the thing that I would say this week is for our listeners to think about that goal, because they all, if, if they're listening to a coaching podcast, then there's a chance that they have something that they're really wanting to work toward or wanting to achieve. So sit down and think about these four steps that we've just gone through. You know, do you believe it's possible? And, and if not, how can you examine that? And how can you change that up? 
do you have whys that are going to fit in any situation? They're not all noble. Maybe some of them are just fun. Um, you know, what do you believe about your future self? Do you think about her? Do you have her in your head? Is she a, an image that you can see at any moment? Do you talk to her maybe when you're in your car, <laughs> when you're in traffic? And then the last thing is to take that massive action and not give up. Because like you said, I mean, as long as you don't quit, as long as you don't just drop it and walk away from it, then you're making progress. And I, I love this because, you know, all of this is a journey. None of us have this perfect person, I think, at the end that we plan to be. Um, we're just reaching those goals along the way to make life a little bit better incrementally as we go. Is there anything you'd like to follow up with? Anything that? No, I would just say to me, one of the biggest things is just to ask yourself each day. Um, what do I need to believe to whatever your goal is? And maybe it's just a goal, you know, for that, for that particular day, maybe you have a, yeah. have a presentation at work and you just want to kick it out of the ballpark. You just want to, yes. you want to rock it. Um, so ask yourself, um, that day, uh, what do I need to believe about myself to make that goal for that day happen? Maybe, maybe, um, you have a goal that you want it to, um, stick to your food plan for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, what do I need to believe about myself? to, to do that today. Um, because today. Belief work, the belief work is by far the most powerful thing you can do Absolutely. for yourself. It's the biggest self-care you can, you can ever do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I teach technical writing to, to students and a lot of my students are engineering students who are not really comfortable. You know, you think of the stereotypical engineer, they don't really want to get up and speak, but speaking, uh, giving presentations is one of the things we work on. And I tell them, what do you need to believe about yourself to do well in this presentation? And so I even have brought it into the classroom with them. And, you know, I think they see a difference in that because it gives them an anchor. Yeah. And I do that with my daughter. You know, you have, she has, uh, you know, a math test. Um, when you want to, what do you need to believe about yourself? When you want to believe, how do you want to think about this test? What do you want to believe about yourself um, as you go into this test today? So, yeah, I mean, if, 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 if you do no other work other than belief work in terms of yeah. who, how you want to show up in life, what do you want to believe about yourself? It's the most powerful thing you can do. Absolutely. I agree. Well, Carla, thank you. If, if listeners want to get in touch with you and coach with you, how do they do that? They can find me on um, Instagram at Carla Motes Coaching, and they can also email me Carla at CarlaMotes.com. And I really appreciate you you having me here. Oh, no, and it's been fun. I really um, I've enjoyed this. So yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I have too. I, it's it's been fun. Like I said, I've I guess we met in person for the first time about what, almost a year ago. Yeah, it was last, so, year, last gym when we went, uh, yeah. my daughter and I were camping in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, so this is fun that we actually get to do this. All right. Well, listeners, we'll be back again next week. Thank you for joining us. Um, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com and I'll see you next week on the Coach's Cup.